This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. On October 31st, 1987, Halloween Day, one of the largest trades in NFL history went down, where Eric Dickerson would ultimately find himself moving from the Los Angeles Rams to the Indianapolis Colts, paving a conundrum for the future Hall of Fame running back. Because as we flash forward to Christmas Day, 1988, the reigning top fantasy football player of the season had many contemplations to think about. The next day, his former team, the Rams, would be squaring off against the Vikings in a wildcard showdown. Does he root for his former teammates or against the team that sent him packing? However, I'm sure he couldn't even concentrate on this because what was really going on in his mind revolved around the controversy of Christmas Day itself and a dude named John McClain. Welcome to Fantasy Football Origin Stories, where each episode is a journey back in time to explore the unique experiences of some of the coolest and most influential people in the fantasy football industry. I'm your host, Arnie Chapman also known as the Football History Dude. Now, I love fantasy football, and I want you to come along with me to explore the yesteryear of the armchair gridiron. So hop on board my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. This time as we step off the DeLorean, the date is July 12th, 1988, and we're standing in line to grab some popcorn and some other movie snacks at the famous avco theater in los angeles california we're here to watch a movie that's releasing tonight called die hard something sure to be an action-packed movie right but we're standing next to a couple of guys talking about the upcoming nfl season and the blockbuster trade involving eric dickerson heading from our beloved rams to the colts this dude's an animal they say should we take him number one overall in our upcoming fantasy football draft this season Or should we go with someone else because he's no longer here in Los Angeles? So many unknowns. But perhaps the biggest unknown is what we're about to watch. A controversy will unfold that's maybe bigger than letting our Hall of Fame running back go over there to Indianapolis. Because we're about to watch what many consider a Christmas movie. In the dead of summer, I might add. While others are 100% against this idea of Christmas in July. Either way, we'll see. But more importantly, it's training camp season. Let's go to football in the upcoming draft, where if you did end up taking Dickerson number one overall, he would have rewarded you handsomely because he came away with a top fantasy player crown in 1988. Okay, so let's flash forward to 2023. And I want to welcome you to the inaugural episode of Fantasy Football Origin Stories. If you've never heard of my other show, The Football History Dude, well... That's a little bit of a glimpse into how I like to roll. It's always fun to tie in a little bit of a history to the guest into the upcoming interview. And this week's guest is adamant that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And he debates even with his buddies on the show. This week's guest for the inaugural episode is Adam Azer, host of CBS's Fantasy Football Today, among other podcasts, but we're going to focus more on the fantasy football side of things. He comes to us with his origin story, taking us back to the roots of not just his show, but just fantasy football podcasts in general. But we'll get into that in the interview, and so much more. I mean, for me, personally, it's pretty cool because Azer was one of the first voices that I heard when it came to podcasting. And, you know, listening to podcasts, that is. 
when I first learned about this whole podcasting thing, I'm like, hey, this is on-demand audio. I can look at specific content. So, of course, naturally being a fantasy football enthusiast, uh, research is paramount to try to figure out what you're going to do in the upcoming season. So, I type in fantasy football to the podcast app, and boom, this is one of the podcasts I listen to. And throughout the course of this particular show, I'll continue to share stories from my origin into fantasy football, some of my experiences over the years, and anything else that might revolve around fantasy football. But that doesn't mean that we don't want to hear from you, the listener. So if you are interested in maybe sharing your own story, your experiences, whatever it may be, and sending in an audiogram to us that we could possibly play in the show, all you have to do is head over to fantasyfootballoriginstories.com. Again, that's fantasyfootballoriginstories.com. When you're over on the website, not only can you submit your stories, but you can also learn more about other guests that we have on the show, even though this is the inaugural one. But for now, let's get this DeLorean fired up and head back in time to learn about the fantasy football origin story of the one and only Adam Azer. Uh, let's give a listener to the show like the first memory that you have or even the greatest memory of fantasy football. First memory I have... Uh, was I was in high school. I was probably a sophomore or junior. I shared a team with my friend Alex. Um, and I think we had Napoleon Kaufman. We had one of the oh. Napoleon running backs on the Raiders. Uh-huh. Um, we had him going for us. So this was like right around 2000, I guess. Somewhere around there. Let me, I got to get my pro football reference up. Yeah, um, no, that, that might be a roundabouts. Yeah, I remember remember the Kaufman days. From- <laughs> <laughs> so there was Napoleon Harris and Napoleon Kaufman, right? So I had Napoleon Kaufman, I believe, <laughs> on one of my first teams. So let's just say I had his, well, hopefully it was 1997 because he had uh, 1,294 rushing yards that year. Um, <laughs> I just remember being in my in my playroom with, and we were watching football and just going crazy for fantasy football. And that's how I got into it. And then one of my first... Um, one of my first memories uh, later, was a little bit later, my freshman year of college was the first time I won. And that was, I believe I had Clinton Portis on that team. Uh, and I want to say he was with the Broncos at that point. So those that was 2002. Uh, so yeah, that was those are some of my early memories of, uh, of fantasy football. Yeah, I mean, that's you're talking, we got a good, good two decades worth of fantasy football, and it's changed so much over the time frame. And I, I was just, you know, through the various stuff that I've had on my show, always going back and learning about Bill Winkenbach and like the origin of fantasy football and such, and how different, like, my people that I talked to on the network would always go into, um, it, not necessarily like, we, we, we have it easy. We can pull out our phone, and, you know, my dad always jokes, if uh, Captain James T. Kirk would have had this, he would have whipped the Klingon's iPhone, but. Back in the day, the, you know, looking at the newspaper, the box scores, and trying to keep track of all that stuff, it's no wonder why they just, you know, would track touchdowns and such. So, um, yeah, that's kind of. I don't remember that. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think. I think I had automatic scoring. I don't think we had to do our own scoring back then in the late nineties. But, um, but I think uh, I miss the days of making my own rankings. Uh, you know, like it's so easy now. You go into a into a draft, and all the rankings are up there, and all the projections, and all that. I miss the days of handwriting out all my rankings and crossing names off when they got drafted. I, that that was really the most fun part of fantasy for me. I would, me and my brother, would get really into it, and uh, we'd make our rankings, and 
and I'd have a list of each position and that, that was super fun back then. So it's gotten a little simpler now. I do miss the days of doing a little bit more work. Yeah, you it kind of reminds me of when I now granted my first recollection of fantasy sports that I can think back to earliest was actually fantasy basketball and it was a salary cap league. So me and my buddy Mark, we would print off the sheets for all the salary caps and in math class, we were doing math, you know, calculating the math and trying to figure out the best possible roster that was coming up and I can't recall specifically when I got into the football side of things, but that's been predominantly like the only thing I really follow anymore so yeah it's just fun seeing the differences that it's gone throughout the years oh yeah i mean it's it's so different now um just in terms of the statistics that are available to you it's crazy just the way the job has changed since i started doing it i think in 2009 um we have so many things at our disposal now that that didn't exist even five years ago and all these advanced metrics and ability to watch film and all those types of things so it's it's tight. It's a lot more work now, but it's also a lot more information that you can you know, do a lot of things with. You should really be able to get a pretty good picture of a player um, now, you know, much more so than you would have five, 10 years ago. Right, right. So that's right there. You're perfect. I got to show you this little thing right here. I got my DeLorean. I don't know if you can see it right there. So that's kind of <laughs> yeah. the premise of the show. You're going to go back in time with me. We're going to crank that baby up to 88 miles an hour. So let's go to your origin story so you you've kind of already talked about like your playing days a little bit but like let's start from how did you realize man i might want to do this for a living all the way through where you're talking to me on the fantasy football origin show okay so are we talking about my fantasy football origin or my broadcasting or this is totally up to you like what led you to at one point in time when you're playing napoleon kaufman to now you're talking to me on the fantasy football origin show (laughs) I'm really starting to think it was Napoleon Harris, by the way. But um, it, may, it may have been. For some reason, <laughs> yeah. I thought Kaufman wasn't he more of the Patriots. I, I'm I'm really getting confused. That's a long time ago. <laughs> no, he was on the Raiders, and then Napoleon Harris. So he his career ended in 2000. No, it must have been. No, Napoleon Harris was uh was a linebacker. So who was I thinking of? Yeah, I think it was. It must have been Napoleon Kaufman. The OG um, IDP, I guess, maybe. But anyway, go ahead. Go through no, definitely story. not. Okay, okay. There was a Napoleon McCollum who also played for the Raiders, ah. but his career ended in 1994. So it was Napoleon Kaufman. Okay, I'm very confident in that. <laughs> um, I, I'll go with my with my broadcasting origin story. So, because uh, you already heard my fantasy football one, and it's not that good. In fact, I didn't even know which Napoleon it was. So um, my broadcasting origin would be that my brother... Uh, what is 10 years older than I am, nine, 10 years. And uh, he was into sports broadcasting. So we, we were huge sports nuts growing up. Uh, I grew up in South Florida, but I was a New York sports fan as my whole family's from New York. I was born in New York. And we just, you know, we loved, we loved the Knicks and the Yankees. And I liked the Giants. He liked the Jets. We were big Miami Hurricanes fans because he went there. And when I grew up, I was always listening to like Marv Albert and all these great broadcasters, a lot on Knicks games. Um, and when I would watch games as a kid, I would be broadcasting in my head. Basically, that was what was not most interesting to me. The outcome of the game was most interesting to me, but I was probably one of the only kids who actually cared about the broadcasting. My brother went to university of Miami and he started doing student radio there and he was broadcasting Miami hurricanes, football games and baseball games about, and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. So that's what I wanted to get into. And that's exactly what I did. I did exactly what he did 10 years later. And uh, so I went to college in 2002, graduated in 06, and did a lot of sports media stuff, did play-by-play, hosted radio shows. 
at that point, I never really wanted to specifically be in fantasy. I just wanted to be in sports media. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do play-by-play. I didn't feel like starting my career in, I don't know, somewhere in like, you know, some little town doing independent league baseball. <laughs> that didn't feel very appealing to me. So I didn't do the, I didn't go the play-by-play route. I was lucky enough to have, have, an, have had an internship when I was in college with, at the time it was CBS Sports. No, it was, it was CSTV, College Sports Television, became CBS Sports College Network or whatever it is. Um, and, uh, got bought by CBS, whatever. So I started working there after college. I was in New York. And then in 2009, I moved down to Fort Lauderdale where the fantasy operation was. And that's how I hooked on to fantasy. So I just wanted to be in sports media, um, did a little play by play, really liked it, but didn't really want that life, that lifestyle. So, uh, was lucky enough to start to, you know what, when I started doing podcasts, I was doing podcasts. This was me on a handheld recorder in a conference room with all these guys who covered college sports. And we were doing college lacrosse podcasts and college basketball and college football and whatever, college hockey podcasts. And that was a podcast. That was like the beginning of podcasting. I had no idea what a podcast was when I graduated college. It was 06. Uh, That's when they first really started. And that's how we did them. And then, you know, they got more and more sophisticated. And when I started working for for CBSSports.com, uh, that's when I, you know, hooked onto the fantasy crew and was lucky enough to start hosting their shows. So was it the experience in the podcast world slash with the sports media and broadcasting that kind of came together or was that not really relevant? The experience I had in college, you mean? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned like, I mean, you talked 2006 to podcast images, like 2005, I think, is when the Adam Curry and them was like first started. It. I mean, you've been doing it forever since, since the beginning. I think I started in 2007 doing podcasts, but like I said, I mean, there was nobody listening really. And it was uh, just a handheld recorder in a conference room. I got lucky in that, you know, I was from South Florida. I moved up to New York after college. I took this job. I was doing like half marketing and half podcasting. I hated it. (laughs) I hated it, man. Um, But some of the stuff was cool. And then I was like, I don't want to be here. I want to move to Florida. I want to move back home. And that it just so happens that CBSSports.com, which is part of the company, obviously, that I was working for, was headquartered there and still is. And uh, when I went there, I was they were like, oh, you've done podcasts? Here's our fantasy football podcast. Why don't you sit in? Why don't you host? And it was just Dave and Jamie. And it was called Fantasy fantasy game plan or something like that. I don't even remember what it was called. It's just Dave and Jamie. So I started hosting it and never looked back. And at the same time, I had never even played fantasy baseball before. And I somehow ended up hosting the fantasy baseball podcast. (laughs) I became a big fantasy baseball guy at that point. Unfortunately, I don't do that anymore. And I sort of miss knowing all that fantasy baseball stuff. But, you know, I'm a one I'm a one sport guy now, you know, at my older age. Well, okay, so I was going to originally ask you to give give one person or something, give them some love, you know, throughout your career, but maybe because you said, you know, at the very beginning, maybe talk about the early days of the podcast and the guys that you were with. It was me, Dave, and Jamie. Now, Dave and Jamie started the podcast, it was just them, and when it, Dave would start it, he had this silly intro that we would just kind of like make fun of with him, you know, uh, 
was this is the only fantasy football podcast guaranteed to help you win your league or something like that. And he said at the beginning, and we work hard every day to keep it that way. Something like that. We, he said at the beginning of every show, um, I don't remember the location we did it in. We did it in with this weird mixer and these headsets. Uh, we, we go we'd bounce around and do it in different locations. We would do it in conference rooms it was fine, you know, like it was fine. It, the, the technology hasn't really gotten that much more sophisticated for video. I mean, we're, for, you know, when we started doing it on video, we did it on Skype because I moved back to New York. I live in New York now. Um, I moved back to New York like eight years ago and I managed to, you know, they let me do the job remotely. So we did it on Skype and then we did it on Zoom and now we do it on StreamYard. But it's just, you know, that's the beauty of podcasting. It's so simple. So it hasn't changed that much. It's just three guys on a microphone. There's sometimes for now it's four and we have Heath and Chris and Dan and all these guys. But hey, that was the beginning of it, man. I don't even re- really remember. I can't even, like, I cannot even believe the life I had back then. Like the fact that I used to not watch all the games it's just the way the job has changed and the demand that it is now. I I could never, I can't go out on a Monday night and watch a game with friends. Uh, you know, like I got to be home watching it, listening to the broadcast. I used to think, I remember I used to play, if anybody listened to the show, I used to play kickball, I think on Thursdays <laughs> or something like that. And it's like, are you kidding? I could never fly now. I mean, I work so much harder now than I did when I first started. Not because I was lazy, just because we, we just... It's so much more competitive now. We have so many other podcasters, so many other websites doing it. And uh, it just requires so much more time than it used to. But it's still just as fun. Yeah, I mean, that's why even this show, I don't know if I mentioned in the email, but I originally was going to be called the Fantasy Football Dude back in 2018. But then I was like, you know, there's a lot out there and I don't, what can I bring to the table? So that's why I fell on the Football History Dude, which is you know, been very awesome, but I wanted to still get into this space. And I wanted to, this is why I started this, to talk to people like you and go through your origin. And yeah, we were just in a conference room going around and <laughs> CBS yeah. Sports back in Florida. So um, pick your fantasy football superpower or your claim to fame, if you could be. What do you mean by that? Okay. So Adam Azer is the best at this, or this is what I bring to the table for the fantasy football <laughs> industry. You know, give, I, wanted, I was ho- hoping you could give some Nothing. kind of like fancy name to it or like, you know, like Thor's hammers, like Mjorn or something, but yeah, come up with something. Oh man. <laughs> well, you know, we got Azer stats, right? I'm the best at manipulating statistics to frame an argument. There's nobody better than me at that. Um, I do have the, the craziest non-football takes. I think I'm getting, I'm sort of developing that reputation, which probably all started with me adamant that Die Hard, you know, was not a Chris, is not a Christmas movie. Um, but like all these other things that I believe that nobody, like, I don't think the words F-R-O-G and, and D-O-G rhyme. I don't think frog and dog rhyme. I say them <laughs> completely differently. So that's kind of what I have. I don't really, all right, wait, so frame it to me again. What do you want from me? What kind of, you want like a, a tagline or something here? I mean, I was just kind of an open, I'm really, you know, you're, I'm really noodling around with how I'm going to format this podcast. You're the first one. And my thought was like, okay, you come into the industry and maybe like, I don't want people to brag about themselves necessarily, but like you, you're, you said at the Azure stats and you have a way to be able to manipulate data and frame around a question or frame around a response. Like that's really what I was looking at. Like maybe your superpower, maybe next time the next person will know what I'm going to give him this question for. So yeah, I have the best bad takes in the industry. 
the best non-football bad takes in the industry. I mean, people think I'm crazy. I am right about almost all of these things. I'm telling you, man. Like Die Hard, I, we had the writer of Die Hard on the show, and he said it was a Christmas movie, and he was wrong. It is not. I, I will never back down from that. People who think Jerry Maguire is a sports movie have never seen a sports movie. Okay, like I, like I have all of these wacky things, and I am. I believe in my bones. I am right. The cookie part of the Oreo is the most important and the best part. You would never eat a bag of just the cream. You'd be throwing up in the bathroom 30 minutes later. Like, you know, these are the things that nobody thinks about that I have to put out there at the risk of being unpopular. And Arnie, I'm fine with that. I will take that. I will fall on that sword and I will say the unpopular things because people need to hear them and I am right about them, almost all of them. <laughs> well, there you go. So that's your, your, your claim to fame, your superpower. What about... The maybe this is one of those things or your your takes that no one else wants to agree with, but give me your Mount Rushmore of fantasy oh, football God. players throughout the, your career. Oh, of like predicts uh, picks that I made, like the best picks. Man, best, that uh, was actually intended to initially say like these are the five or the four top players at their you know like you know the the difference makers, including dress whatever it is. But hey, this is wide open. Sure. So okay, Ladanian Tomlinson is George Washington. There's just never been. I think I think you know between him and Marshall Falk, it's really close. Priest Holmes, but those are the first three that come to mind: as Tomlinson, Marshall Falk, Priest Holmes, and then there's some really tough ones after that. Calvin Johnson, Antonio Brown at the wide receiver position were just dominant for years and years and years. Um, and there were so many more. We did something like this last year, and the names are escaping me. Zeke was tremendous, but he wasn't quite in that category. McCaffrey had a kind of a shorter, slightly less dominant stretch. Oh, there's a name I'm missing here. All right, definitely those three. Tomlinson, Marshall Falk, Priest Holmes. Who am I missing? Who would you, you know, say? I mean, I... I mean, there, Le'Veon Bell was there for a little bit, but that was yes, a short period, too. Yes, that's a too. great one. Um, he was the man. I um, mean, it depends on where you want to really draw the line at, because you're talking about during your career, I mean, you go back in the, cause like, like the Randy Moss or the, you know, that type of thing, there was a yeah. period well, where Well, my he was career just, was only 2009, I'd say, I, I started, mm-hmm. so this was way before that. Like, what am I forgetting, man? You know the quarterbacks like Drew Brees was was terrific. Yeah, and even Adrian Peterson maybe. Yeah, there was a period of Peterson was there. Peyton Manning, of course. If you see, that's the thing is like you get the like even the for a while they're like say the just recently the the Kelsey or even the Gronk because like there was a tight end that couldn't touch him during that time. So yeah, were so much. I mean, this is an impossible task to really give to you. It's just fun to play. Arian Foster was one of them. Just trying to think of a guy who is like number one year after year. I think Antonio Brown is pretty underrated in that aspect. Oh, yeah, um, especially at that position, too. Yeah, because I mean, he was a guy that was being taken number one overall in a lot of leagues. I don't remember if he was more dominant than Calvin Johnson, but I I, I would say that he was, especially when he had that bounce back year with the Bucks. So, so let's I'll just put say Antonio I'm, Brown on there. Let's say I'm biased, and I'll let you keep Megatron in there. Because if you were to look at my room, my coffee mug I'm listening to right now is the Lions. And so, like, yeah, well, let's go ahead and keep <laughs> him in there. But here so, right. so that's another thing. That's another take that nobody agrees with me on. But to me, Calvin Johnson is the second best wide receiver in NFL history. You know, nobody's touching Jerry Rice. But, you know, he didn't do it for as long as Randy Moss. But he was uh, so dominant. And 
from a fantasy, you know, this isn't even a fantasy thing, but, um, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, he was amazing. He was in contention as the number one player year after year. And he just, he was just the entire team. You know, he just carried that team. So to me, I wish he had had a longer career, but to me, Calvin Johnson is the second best receiver ever. Yeah, because I'm not too far from also showing me my coaster, which is the Barry Sanders, like talk about carrying a team and everything. So before we get oh, to yeah. get you out of here and everything, uh, what's the biggest change that you've seen through the industry through your, you know, whatever we're talking about, 14, 15 years? It would be the, if we want to talk about the fantasy industry in general, not just football, I think it would be the um, advanced metrics. And uh, the differences in the people who really rely on them uh, and those who rely on them almost not at all, those who like the eyeball test. And football is pretty interesting because I don't, I don't know that you can go wrong. I mean, I like to try to do a little bit of everything. I'm not super, super into the advanced stats, but what I like about our show is that we've got, uh, we've got analysts that use all different types of, of methods and some are really into the stats and some are not at all. And nobody's necessarily better or more accurate than anyone else. So that's kind of the fun part of it. Um, the other, the other um, difference is, uh, is podcasting and video, I think. You know, it's really not primarily a written medium anymore or industry anymore. It's a multimedia thing. And if you, I mean, everyone's got a podcast, you know, and it's just a much, more fun way to interact with your audience and it makes everyone feel like they're a part of it. And I think that's so cool. I'm so lucky to have been on a podcast that's been around for as long as it, as it has been. And, uh, you know, it's grown, we've grown so much over the years, but we have just this incredible connection with our audience that I just don't think you get on any other type of platform. So that would be the biggest thing for me. I mean, the personalities are really coming out and you know, everybody's on the air and doing all these different things and it's really fun. Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit on that with... Uh you're in my earbud when I'm listening to you guys. You know, it's not it's not the rankings as as a fan or a listener. It's it's all the other stuff. Your bad takes, things like that. Which, by the way, <laughs> I agree. Ty Hard is not a Christmas movie. Thank but it's, you. It's, I mean, the dude is shooting. Anyway, so um, <laughs> now let's go into the future with the the 20 years into the future. Fantasy football, fantasy sports, podcast space, whatever whatever you want to say. Whether what do you think will happen that'll make a big change, a splash, or what would you like to see happen? 20 years in the future, huh? Sure. All right. We're definitely going to still have sleepers, breakouts, and busts. <laughs> Those are <laughs> never going anywhere. Um, my God, I have no idea. I am so bad at this. I, I often try to think of like the next big thing technologically, and I have no idea what that is. Uh, but I would say that there's probably going to be more gambling involved in fantasy. Um, you know kind of a marriage of the two in some way. I think there's going to be some new position that the NFL just sort of like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, you know, where we play three receiver leagues now. I don't know what it's, there's going to be some change in the lineups, you know, now it's super flex. So I wonder what that will be. You know, the NFL is always going to, going to go for offense. So maybe it's going to be like 
two running backs. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't either. I mean, that's why it's fun to play this little game. And um, one thing, speaking, okay, maybe it's like a, it's a nuclear wasteland of, of technology and we're back to the Stone Age of only paper. It reminds me of one of the drafts I was in, one of my live drafts, where a buddy shows up and, uh, oh, he forgot to bring his rankings. So I said, I pulled out my previous year's uh, little f- <laughs> magazine. I said, here, you can use this one. And I can't remember who the player was, but one of them was a first rounder that was hurt. So he picked him. <laughs> so, That's awesome, man. That is yeah. really cold blooded. Right, did is you make no- him keep it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, that you, you did what you did. You picked it. But so, yeah, I mean, we always talk about in our family, uh, fantasy football first, then blood, and then everything else, the Detroit Lions, and then we go from there. So at any rate, um, any last words of wisdom for the fan of the show, maybe either breaking, if they have dreams of breaking industry or um, just fantasy football in general, leave me with that. Yeah, I I do get a decent amount of people who ask me how I got in the industry and and what what I recommend for them. So um, if you're still able to, you know, if you're still a young person, you're in high school or something like that, you'll get involved in college. When you get to college, if you do that, go that route, get involved in as much media as you can, write, do radio, do TV, do as much as you can get internships, get experience. Even if you're not enjoying it, meet people, network, you know, and just do, you cannot say, Oh, I want to be a writer. I'm only going to do writing. I want to be a podcaster. I'm only going to do on air. Everybody does everything. Uh, that's definitely going to continue into the future. So learn how to edit, make your, give yourself as many skills as possible. If you're past that stage in your life, start your own website, start your own podcast, get on YouTube and see what happens. Who cares if you have 30 people viewing? It's not for them. It's for you. It's for you to get experience. And you never know. I mean, the fantasy footballers are a great example. They're like the number one in the space. They're super popular. They do a great job. And they just started out as, as regular fantasy football you know, players listening to our show, among others, and started their own thing and they became populars. But, you know, now they they have a website and they do a podcast, they're on video, they write, you know. So again, do everything you can. Uh, just go for it. You don't need anyone to tell you if you can or can't do your own content. Just do it and uh, and just keep practicing. And um, yeah, and that's that's what I would recommend and, you know, have fun with it. There you go. Adam Azer. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie, or is it just a sweet, action-packed rompus? I'll let you decide. But more importantly, I mean, how cool was that to be able to go behind scenes to learn about how Adam fell into fantasy football, and then podcasting itself, and just everything else that he's been able to experience over the years? Now, to listen to Adam's main fantasy football show, you can find it in your podcast app pretty much just by typing fantasy football today, and it's going to pop up because it's one of the more popular ones out there. But to learn more about fantasy football origin stories, I encourage you to head over to the site for this podcast. That's fantasyfootballoriginstories.com. Again, fantasyfootballoriginstories.com. Now, as we shift over to next week, we're going to have one of Adam's compadres, Mr. Dave Richard. So make sure you mash that little subscribe or follow button on your podcast player of choice to make sure that it drops fresh into your playlist right off the presses. But for now, dude, I'm through if you're through. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fantasy Football Origin Stories. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please make sure to mash that little subscribe or follow button on your podcast player of choice, then head over to the website for the show notes and more Fantasy Football Origin Stories. That's at FantasyFootballOriginStories.com. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads.